This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle podcast, and this is ODB. We want to thank our title sponsors, Custom Car Show Productions. They have four main events every year. Orange Beach Invasion every March in Orange Beach, Alabama. After Hours Car, Bike, and Truck Show. That is every April, typically at Hank Aaron Stadium in Alabama. Scraping the Coast needs no introduction every June in Biloxi, Mississippi. And then Bayou Showdown in Slidell, Louisiana every November. Also, big ups to our additional title sponsor, Mini Truck Showdown. This show is going down in June, Vegas. First weekend in 2022, so come on out and gallivant out to Las Vegas. This is your opportunity to make it out to the amazing city. Remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Of course, that doesn't include our coverage of Mini Truck Showdown next year. And then lastly, part of the Mini Truck Showdown family, Kern County Showdown, which is going to be the first weekend in February in Bakersfield, California. Kern County Showdown. Mini Truck Showdown, be there 2022. Enjoy the episode. Knock this motherfucker out. Let's knock this motherfucker out. Hey, I, I can sing, dog. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast episode. 266 coming at you from Florida and uh, you know a lot of people probably wonder you know why do I get a little crazy on these episodes and and get the voice going and everything you know what it's just excitement I love doing this every week and we appreciate everyone that comes back but first I want to see if Mickey Mike the mayor I know he's been talking about he's been worried about this trivia question this week let's see if he dialed into the conference Uh, uh, Ms. Ike are you there? Straight from the hills in the house. No, I'm just kidding. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong podcast, bro. I am here live and in color, and um, just want to give a shout out um, to Mr. V6 for the continued support of our lifestyle, the podcast, and all those other mini trucking podcasts out there that he listens to. Scott's a great guy, man. I got a chance. I want to talk about that in a few minutes. Got a chance to ride in his truck. Thanks to Scott with the awesome V8. So we'll talk about that. Now, we do want to kick the episode off and remind you, there's a few shows that that we couldn't do what we do without them. That includes Custom Car Show Productions. Mike, we got to talk about Bayou Showdown a little bit later. We really didn't get into that. But their next event is going to be the last weekend in March. Of course, it's Orange Beach, Alabama. Super easy to remember. Orange Beach Invasion, if you want to come down. Beautiful weather. Come on down. Gallivant down to the south, or, you know, if you're in Florida, Gallivant on up for Orange Beach Invasion again last weekend in March. And then also, we got to thank uh, Corey and team from Mini Truck Showdown for coming on board. We certainly appreciate them, and we've kind of spun this in a, in a way that says, hey, if you want to go to Vegas one day and maybe you haven't, this is going to be your opportunity. Uh, go on Facebook or Instagram, type in Mini Truck Showdown. You'll see it's June 3rd through the 5th, 2022. We're going to be out there, and it's going to be a great, a great, amazing mini truck event. So, Mike, 
Dude, this episode, man, you know who we're having on this episode? You were just on their podcast. I mean, dude, you got to, I mean, I think the rule book says if you're going to go as an OLP, like, um, a dignitary, you know, there there is, like, stipulations, like, you have to provide up, for, like, you know, a week's notice, you know, we got to, we have to have the questions, like, I'd have to, like, kind of see some of that, but last I heard, you gallivanted right over to LCD podcast, and you know who we're going to have on this week, right? No, don't tell me we're going to have my favorite hillbilly back on our podcast. Dude, he's coming on here, man. And guess what? I feel like after listening to episode 49, you gallivanted over over there. Dude, man, LMC, he is he's got stories for days, man. And I heard a birdie told me on that episode that he likes the, you know, that one movie, you know what I'm saying? I know you like that one. Well, I love that one because, uh, but he's more of a Dirty Dancing fan than I am because I'm actually more of a Roadhouse fan. I liked that one a lot better than I did Dirty Dancing, but just don't let my wife hear that because her favorite movie is Dirty Dancing. Right, right. Yeah, I heard you talking about Roadhouse, and man, all those movies are awesome, even though Chuck Norris wasn't in that one. It was Pat Swayze. They kind of all have that feel, man. I mean, it makes you, you know, I, you know, it makes you want to kind of just, you know, Hank has done this before, you know, stroll into a, a town, kick the saloon doors open, and just get into like an all-out kind of 80s TV show brawl. You know what I mean? Throwing people over the tables, you know, through the windows, all that stuff. I mean, dude, that's the vibe I get. I, I don't know. Is that a bad vibe to get? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That's that's pretty much a every Friday night with Hammer and Hank. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he keeps uh, Ron busy. You know, he keeps Ron busy. And then he knows that he goes and bails him out to get him ready to get back to work on uh, on Monday. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. So we'll plug it later. But uh, make sure you, if you love what we're doing, go on like your Apple podcast app and just type in LCD and not LSD. I know Hank is sometimes, you know, he, he's, an, what's it called, anorexic? Or no, like when you mix up like letters, it's called, um, you know, anorexic or you know what I mean? Alphanumeric, something. You know that one, Mike? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't save you on this one, Bubba. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know when you're di- dyslexic. I'm sorry. I thought it was anorexic. I, dyslexic. Like, you know, you mix, say, mix up the letters I'm, and numbers, you know? I'm, I'm anorexic, not dyslexic. Well, if you go out on Apple Podcasts and type in LCD, lowest common denominator, you can check out that episode, stream it, and or follow them. We'll be talking with LMC this episode. He's a great guy. Love talking to him. And uh, he knows his stuff, but, man, he's just a funny dude. And uh, I'm super excited. He's been on the list a while. And we're kind of slowing down here for the last couple weeks of the year uh, to be able to bring you guys some great content, not overthinking it. And we want to thank Graphics Mafia for sponsoring the overview of this episode. If you need decals, maybe some stickers, a little uh, light um, you know, logo work and things like that, you can reach out to the fine folks at Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia.com. They're on TikTok. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They do a fantastic job. They even did the decals for Chad Luke that uh, were at SEMA on his fame Tacoma. Great people. So, Mike, dude, the last episode, I don't know if you ever had gotten a chance to listen to it, but, dude, Diener came through, low bros, loved the dude. And, uh, man, he's hardcore, and it was great. We also got a chance to see him this past weekend at Toy Drop. Um, bro, well, since you brought up the fact that we just seen him at Toy Drop, 
you want to go ahead and just let everybody know who we picked for minis on the rise pick? Well, Diener earned it. You know, when Mike hit up Welch's Chop Shop, Mike, I mean, Welch turned that thing around quick. I mean, that's what he does, right? Welch's Chop Shop? Hey, Josh Welch at Welch's Chop Shop does not mess around. You need any kind of metal signs, any kind, anything metal. The man is the, he is a magician with the metal. Egyptian so just magician? hit him up over. Magician with the metal. Okay. Nice. He makes magic makes, makes magic happen, brother. That's an old jerky boy reference. The Egyptian magician. You know, remember those guys that do the pranks and stuff? Yep. That, that's the throwback term of the week, dude. The jerky boys, dude. Whoa, the jerky boys, bro. That's that's definitely throwing it back. Yep, yep. So, you know, again, thanks to Diener, Low Bros. You know, we always tag their little crew, Low Bros. I kind of call it crew. You know, small club. Um, got a chance to see them out there, but... You know, Diener has been hustling on his truck. We've posted a couple of photos that kind of show the differences of it. Of course, the wheels are different. I like what he's got on there now, but he also has a set of those rare centerline smoothies. Love those wheels. Uh, and uh, really, I love the Colorado Custom Boulders, right? Same concept. I'm going to have to get some boulders one day, man. All these guys are hanging wheels on their walls and stuff. I'm going to hang them in my living room, dude. You know what I'm saying? Light them up with some neons. You know what I'm saying? Maddie will love it. But I was about to say, would Maddie be okay with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Diener, for coming on. And the last episode recap, if you didn't listen to it, go back and check it out. We got to thank Lone Star Throwdown. Mike Conroe, Texas, the last weekend in February. Mike, could you, is there a way to go wrong if you go to LST? Uh, absolutely not. And actually, um, I was talking to Mr. V6 today. And um, I offered him uh, to uh, to ride up to LST with us. I know he ain't going to take us up on that offer, um, but I figured that we could let him and Ryan battle it out for the you know the the, the, the lawn chair in the back right. while you're sleeping. Well, dude, check this out. I haven't talked. I haven't got the email back from Guinness World Records. I'm thinking Ryan from Graphics Mafia could have the record for sitting in like a lawn chair. You know, traveling across state lines, multiple state lines, right? I mean, we, we and we don't know what was in his bag. I mean, he could have been trafficking. That would be like on top of everything. So, you know, we, we were traffic, trafficking merchandise, you know, dope merchandise for sure. But, I mean, to sit in the back of a van in a lawn chair from, from, from basically North Florida to Conroe, Texas, I mean, dude, that could somehow be in a record book somewhere. Well, bro, we can't say he sat the whole time because he, just like you, um, and you were so worried about this damn kid, he snuggled up on that damn floor and he slept for a good, I don't remember exactly how long, but he slept for quite a while. Dude, he woke up like, you know who Rumpelstiltskin is? is that, was that the guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, Conroe, Texas, LoneStarThrowdown.com, you can get more info the great thing is that whole greater area, if you can't get a room like right in the mix, dude, we were like 30 miles away, like an awesome Airbnb, you know, thanks to all of the family at Custom Car Show Productions, rest in peace to our homie Greg, you know, those guys always look out for us, and so there's plenty of places, you know. Some of the guys, Mike, were gallivanting not only over to uh, Extensive Metalworks for the open house, right, yearly deal, but there were some of the guys like John... Big John, Big Juice, like he'll gallivant over to Dallas just to get a burger. Like I don't know if I could, if I'm that dedicated, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't, 
That's a little much. That's a little much. So we'll see you out there end of February. It's a must-attend show every year. So, Mike, let's um, get sideways into the general updates. And, you know, we got a chance to link back up last week. Um, we got a chance to link up this past weekend, Toy Drop and whatnot. But uh, generally speaking, what else you got going on? I know the, the mail service, the Pony Express, is keeping you busy. Dude, the Pony Express is uh, – this is the busiest it's been in a long time, brother. And uh, it is – it's that time of year, of course, like always. But at the same time, I, I don't know if anybody goes out shopping anymore. I think everybody stays home and, uh, and orders everything offline. Uh, so, uh, but hey, it's called job security. And, uh, and I, look to, I look forward to uh, uh, you know, having a job for a long time, uh, considering that everybody stays at home and, and orders all these packages. Yeah, Hank from Hammered Weekend, where he would stay at home and order all the packages, but where he was telling me that, like, where he's at, he can't order tobacco or liquor through the mail yet. I mean, the keyword was yet. So we're hoping, you know, guys like you will be able to deliver that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I don't want to have to leave the house. I know Hank doesn't either. Oh, absolutely not. And I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that, uh, uh, you know, that there, I don't remember the name of the company, but I know that uh there's a company that will um deliver the alcohol for you oh good good well text me yeah. that later so if you can it's fine because i know he doesn't have a i know he doesn't have a license he lost <laughs> that you know walk back oh yeah dude that's been gone bro it's yeah he's got one of those uh ron was telling me on the truck they've got a thing like a fingerprint thing like you know you know like when he goes to start the car he's got to put a fingerprint and if he if it doesn't you know it recognizes his thumbprint, but of course you know it won't start. Oh wait a minute! I thought that he had to blow on something. <laughs> oh wait, was that something else? That was that was another thing. That was his girlfriend that oh, oh. that Josh Ellis had hooked him up with. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, my bad. So I mean, I know we're getting a little sideways here, but you know it is December, man. You know what I mean? We're kind of slowing down some. <laughs> so absolutely <laughs> right. Um. So one thing I just want to say, generally speaking, you know, I'm thankful for the holidays as I get older. Uh, it's it's great just to be able to, you know, get into the month of December. You know, we lost a lot of great people this year. A lot of folks, you know, the last couple of years have lost a lot of family members and loved ones and friends. And uh, we're still continuing to see that, unfortunately. So, you know, spend the time with the people that you want to be around. Um, if you can, take a little bit of time off. I know the way Friday is going to fall, uh, where I work at now, I'm going to, or excuse me, not Friday, but Christmas, where I work at now, like I'll have that Friday off and I'll have that Monday off, which is like unheard of because I never had, you know, Christmas Eve off, right? So it's kind of a nice benefit, but, you know, being able to have the long weekend, going to spend some time with the family. But before we get to that, Mike, one th cool thing I want to mention, my friend, Sean, who has the Instagram and website all about Los Angeles. Uh, he is not just all about Los Angeles because he's been going everywhere. This guy does a really cool job of lining up photos, whether it's like a Beastie Boy famous photo, uh, a movie, uh, you know, Rita Hayworth. I mean, Elvis Presley, Walt Disney, all these different guys. Like he'll figure out where like the photo was taken and then he'll take a photo there kind of, um, you know, preserving history, right? Keeping it in the forefront. He's coming over to Orlando this weekend, so I'm going to get a chance to link up with the homie. He wants to do some of the Edward Scissorhand movie deals, which is over in Carpenter's Run here. 
There's a lot of other ones. Some I don't want to disclose yet because we've got some cool ones we're going to line up, maybe some JFK, but we're also going to be over in Orlando and we've got some cool ones lined up. So if you get a chance, follow All About Los Angeles on Instagram. Follow my personal BD94S10. Uh, hopefully we'll go live a few times and we'll do some short segments. But, uh, dude, this guy's a fiend, man, and Sean's a real good guy. and He had me on his live feed one time. So I, I'd encourage everyone. I'm super excited. You know how I get uh, geeked out on that stuff, Mike. Oh, I, I believe me. I know. And that's why you and um, LCM on this uh, 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 podcast together is going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, because I think there were some, like, porns porns filmed in Orlando. So, like, I can kind of line those up, you know? like. Oh, oh, okay. You know, I don't know. But So the general update is brought to you by Southeast Mini Truck and Nats. If you have been living under a rock, you may not know what Mini Nats is. If you are a mini trucker, you must go to Mini trucking gnats it's in april every year and we would ask that you come on out to maggie valley sure it might be a sold out event from a vehicle perspective but you can still gallivant on into town go on to instagram type in mini trucking you'll see mini trucking gnats or also of course on facebook it's a 28th annual event mike maggie valley north carolina and uh last year i tell you what they raised a lot of money for charity and I love that Sean Rose and all of these different great kinfolk get together for a great cause, and I'm excited for it again, Mike. Oh, dude, I can't wait. So you know what's next. I'm going to go ahead and play our little intro music, No Whammies. Okay, players, now it's time to get serious. And we got to do some trivia with Mike, dude. So, you know, I, I'm starting to ratchet these up. You know, some of these guys and ladies are going to think these are kind of, you know, maybe maybe another softball. But, I mean, I don't know what your trivia – I don't know what your movie history is, right? So, I mean, some of these – I mean, I'm kind of blown Very away good. that you haven't seen, right? So, you know, there was a quote in this movie that was, quote, life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it, okay? This 86 film, top grossing film of that year, 70 mil or so. The screenplay for the film was written in less than a week, if you can believe that. And it's a huge tribute to the city of Chi-Town, also known as Chicago. So, Mike, I mean, you know, I'm going to just hand it over to you. You know, I know you're, you know, probably on your phone Googling and kind of, you know, you've got the Google glasses on and all that stuff. You know, I don't know if you're what you're watching, but, you know, hopefully people know that this is like, you know, the honor system. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of honor into this and there's gotta be some more clues than just that. I mean, that was, that was horrible. Well, here's the last clue I'm going to give you. Okay. Oh, see, now, now look at now you're holding out. No, listen, listen, because I, this is a perfect tie in. So last week you were on LCD podcast and you talked about, uh, dirty dancing. Okay. The yep. actress that was in that movie was also in this said movie. Now, for whatever reason, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm keeping it real here. When I was a kid, dude, I thought this chick was hot. Okay, I don't, I couldn't have been the only kid, right? But she was also famously in that movie. Of course, Dirty Dancing uh, came out before, you know, this other movie that I don't think you know that really could, you know, really just put a damper into, you know, your co-host abilities here. I mean, I mean, I think there could be a revolt if you don't know this one. All right. Well, I mean, could you, I don't know, because I mean, I've never had, I love parades. Do you love parades? 
can't say I've ever been to one. You can't say you've ever been to one. All right. Well, I've been to Gasparilla. So you like parades, and you've been to parades. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, like, when you were – so, like, did you ever, like, take your dad's car and, and have an accident with your dad's car? Dude, I wanted to so many times, man. I did not have the balls to stand up and do it, man. I did not. Uh, dude. Well, let's let's put it this way. Did you ever did you ever have the principal come to your house and yeah. check you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I grew up in Land of Lakes, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> the principal was like looking for us all the time. You know what I mean? Oh shit. <laughs> So my guess, which I could be totally wrong, and I'm probably wrong, but my guess is going to be uh, Mr. Ferris Buell's day off. Was that Buell's? Ferris. Ferris. Buell's? Ferris. I'm sorry. I thought I heard a Buell's, and I was going to like, dude, bro, I had the people's elbow ready to come down, man. I did not think you knew it. Ferris Buell's day off. Absolutely correct. And do you remember the actress's name? That was in both Dirty Dancing and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Man, do I get like extra credit points for this or something? Do I get definitely. more tick marks? Yes, we oh, would. Def- we would definitely. Def- we'd hook you up, and I know Lee would be excited. You know what I'm saying? Because he's probably listening to this now on Friday, going, "Dude, if Mike doesn't know this, you may not get a third appearance on their podcast." Well, let me ask you this: Is her first name Jennifer? Yes. Okay, and is her last name Gray? Yes, not welding bottle Gray, but Gray. Yes, you knew that. Damn, Mike. You're really Dude, stepping man. up. I am fucking on fire. This is fantastic. Now, man. was it this just me fantastic. or was she, I mean, I thought she was hot when I was a kid. I think she looks a lot different now, but, you know, 30 years, 35 years will do that to you, won't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, I would hope she'd look different because you definitely look, 30, you definitely look a, a lot different 35 years later as well. Damn. Well, you know, li- you know listen, I've just I've got the mark here. I've got my little pencil. I got you know the little eraser too. I've got that if you ever mess up, I can erase it. But I've got that here and I've updated it. But Mike, I got to tell you what, I got to thank All Time Low Magazine. We have to thank them for continuing to support trivia with Miggity Mike. Please go to atlmagazine.com. Mike, what's the website again? Let's see. atlmagazine.com. Yes, sir. ATLmagazine.com. Go out there. They got hats, sandals, shirts. Most importantly, they've got issue 28, sketchies on the cover. They've got individual issues that do sell out or the yearly, technically bi monthly subscription. So you get six issues with that um, subscription. So, Mike, great, great job, man. Like, really, dude? I was like, oh, man, I think I had you this week. So, you see, I'm kind of ratcheting them up. I mean, you know, from Duke, the good old boys, you know, not meaning no harm, to Ferris Bueller. I mean, I'm starting to kind of, you know, you're starting to kind of see that arch, you know, a little, little bit crazier, right? Uh, no, absolutely. And um, I'll be honest with you, your clues were not very good this week. Mm. So, um, uh, so I, I, I did go out on a limb, and I honestly did not know. The um the one that the fact that eighty six and then the fact of uh you know highest grossing movie did Chicago uh, do it for you? Uh, I'll be honest with you. At first, I thought it was New York. Ah, damn. Okay, because I remember the parade, and first thing I think of is Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, that movie. But listen, no matter what 
you can't deny it's definitely a classic. I mean, I used to think like how cool was it like his room? He had all the stereo stuff and he could throw the baseball and hit the recording thing. I mean, sure it's all movie magic, but as a kid you watch it. I did and I was like, dude. I mean, between Ferris Bueller and then the mo- uh the TV show in the 90s uh Parker Lewis. Remember Parker Lewis can't lose. You mentioned that one or I mentioned Parker it one Lewis time. Can't. Dude, like I was like who was the cooler dude, you know what I mean? And and Zach Morris was in there too. You know, he was in there with Saved by the Bell. I mean, I, I kind of looked up to Zach Morris, I guess. Oh, dude. I, I it's just a shame that Dusty Dustin Diamond uh had to go out way too young. Yeah, I haven't watched the re-up of the new Saved by the Bell, the new the new stuff really we haven't really gotten into it, but Maybe one day we'll talk about that on the podcast. So, Mike, the scene updates, dude. Let's transition in here, dude. Bayou Showdown. I know last week we kind of kept it. It was nice, man. Uh, you know, we've got good feedback on it. We, we give a lot of content here. We love doing it. But we, we took a little bit of a backseat, kind of slowed down about an hour episode. But Bayou Showdown, I mean, when you and Shannon went out there, I saw a lot of the coverage. I mean, dude, that show is just busting at the seams as far as the amount of people that are starting to hit it. Uh, yes, sir. And um, they, the the venue is uh, is a beautiful place uh, there uh, where they put on um, Bayou Showdown. And, uh, you know, not only that, but, you know, there's some really good people up in that area. And it's really good to see, you know, the um, uh, like every year I always go up there. I always see Stewart from KIK. And um, so that's always a plus. And of course, you got Tosta up there. We get to see Tosta. Uh, he's always um, on the mic uh, announcing the awards and, and whatnot. So that's always good to see Tosta. Modified's always there. So it's good to see those guys. So it's always good to see those people that you don't always see, um, you know. And then, of course, uh, um, all the NC guys, Chad Luke, um, got to hang out with him. And uh, so that was awesome. Uh, Sylvia from uh, Girls Trucking, uh, you know, always get to see her up there. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. So it's cool to see. Uh, some of those people that you don't always get to see. So we had a great time, as always. And, uh, dude, we found an awesome daiquiri bar that does karaoke. And so Saturday night, we had an absolute blast. Uh, so definitely look forward to going back and, and doing some more karaoke. And um, so, bro, the, the, the numbers, the show, uh, it just keeps growing. And uh, there was definitely more uh, mini truckers uh, there this year. And so they got the indoors, they got the outdoors, it's all concrete. Uh, so you can't go wrong, man. It's, it's definitely a good time. And of course, Sean and Lauren and team, you know, they do a great job of putting on the show and the hospitality up there uh, is, uh, is, is, you know, top notch. We know our good homie recipes, Greg would be tipping his cap, right? To the team. Like if you think about, and Lauren gave so much love over the, this course of this half a year uh, to our pops. But I mean, you think about, the legacy that he's left, right, and and kind of spearheading, you know, so many different shows and, you know, lining things up. And, you know, Sean was one of his best friends. And, you know, they're carrying on that legacy, so to speak. So, you know, to me, to see the work and the dedication and all of the folks that go out and support these events, again, it's, it, it's the wonder that, you know, Greg from above is tipping his cap going two thumbs up, y'all. Y'all killed it. And there's a rich history in that area of the Greg shows and, and some of the others. Right. Um, I know, I think you also, um, you got a chance to link up with some of the low rider homies and there's just so many good people out there in that, in that area. Oh, absolutely. And you, you said it, uh, you said it best when you said, um, 
the lowrider homies because man i tell you what uh, that area is just flooded absolutely flooded with um with lowriders and uh so that's also you know it's a change you know something different and uh so that's good that's good to see all the lowriders up there as well yeah, so we would encourage you uh, on Facebook, you know, just type in Bayou Showdown. And here's the cool thing. I just did it. Uh, two words, of course. Just typed in Bayou, and then it pulls up. You would think it would pull up Bayou Billy, which was a NES game. But, you know, Bayou Showdown is, is the show we're talking about. And, you know, Sean and team are on it um, November 19th through the 20th of 2022. So we're talking next year. Already have the event out there you can click i'm going you can click i'm interested and um man it's gonna be awesome so buy you showdown make sure you get out there slidell louisiana next november add it to your list now mike speaking of shows i know you love gallivanter everywhere i mean you can rattle off the interstate exits like nobody's business but Last weekend, we got a chance to go over to the greater Orlando area. I mean, smack dad in Orlando. I know Tank, Jeremy, Rigo, a lot of cast and characters came together. Dude, that Deezerland Park, it's Deezerland, just how it sounds, right? That guy's got some money, whoever owns that facility. But, dude, great venue, awesome time, a little warm, right, for December. But I tell you what, we had a good time, didn't we? Uh, that's my first time going out there um, to Deezerland, and uh, basically it's a old shopping plaza. I'm sorry, it's an old shopping mall that whoever this guy is uh, bought it and turned it into his um, auto collection. Uh, you know, that's where he keeps his, his all his automobiles and for storage. And then he turned in a, a indoor golf cart. I'm sorry, indoor um, go kart track. Um, it's a big old trampoline uh, room bounce, you know, the bounce, I think they called it the bounce house or something like that. And uh, dude, there's just pinball machines and, and an old military store and, and um, so much stuff. There's a bar, a restaurant, a bowling alley inside, just so much stuff to do. You know, the arcade, I mean, you name it, bro. It, it, it's in there. It's that place was huge. Yeah. The place that we ate in there was technically like the 007, you know, restaurant, and apparently, you know, someone was saying that he has, like, one of the biggest collections of 007 cars, and he had photos and memorabilia. And, like, what's crazy is you would think that when you walk in the front, like, okay, you got to pay, right? I mean, you can walk through that whole lobby of stuff and just walk around, talk to people, everything. You know, all that is, like, free. And then if you wanted to do the actual kind of uh, museum where they have a lot of movie cars and stuff, there was a small fee for that. They had a great deal. I'll buy one, get one for that day. And then you could go through all the different rooms, 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, I've seen the Adam the Woo video on YouTube. Uh, he went through and kind of did a quick overview of it. A lot of awesome stuff. But I tell you, however they came to that venue, man, I, I hope that they continue to do it or something manifest from it because – I would go back, and, and I'm even thinking about taking the family, you know. Uh, you know, get out of work one day a little bit early, gallivant over there, or stay the night. It's that cool of a place. Oh, absolutely, man. And, I mean, they had a little bit of everything. There was a, It was a good variety um, of vehicles, you know, the mini trucks, the lifted trucks, the, the Euros, the hot rods. I mean, they had a little bit of everything out there. And, of course, they had a little bit of the – if you're down for the boom, man, they had the boom out there too. Yeah, a lot of clubs came out. I love talking to Billy Weekly out there. We saw – 
uh, Jay and um, the real, I said the real Matt Smith, of course, with Redwood. So his boy Jason, a lot of good folks. And, uh, you know, certainly thank them for having us out. And I uh, thank everyone for coming by and chopping it up. Also got to thank Crookshank, dude, parking the Toyota in the booth. Of course, Scott with the V8 uh, Mazda did as well. But with Crookshank, what was awesome is he's sitting there telling me, like, this truck is badass. And he's going, yo, we're getting ready to rip it apart, this and that. And, dude, he wasted no time. Yeah. By, like, Tuesday, I see on Facebook, dude, this thing's, like, blown apart. Such a nice truck. But he's he's saying, you know, he's going next level. Yep. Body drop time. Dude, I told him, I, I said, you know, I gave him, you know, I gave him some ideas to try to, you know, to try to, you know, topple you. So I don't know if it's, you know. You guys will kind of be in the same class, I think. You know, the Mazda, the Yoda. So, well, we'll have to see. But um, for this week, I think those are the main key updates. The only digital update that I wanted to mention is that on streettrucksmag.com, you can continue to see new content every day. Streettrucksmag.com, they're literally updating stuff. they got uh, Slamboree coverage out there now for 2021 and a lot of cool stuff. They're also going to be highlighting a lot of readers' rides. So go out to the recent post of Street Trucks on Instagram and Facebook, and you'll see the email. That email is going to send your content over to Adam Johnson. Get with him, and uh, they're working on some real cool stuff with readers' rides. So let's represent those mini trucks, get them over to that email address. Uh, Mike, uh, those are the scene updates this week, brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. We'd highly encourage you, if you're looking for some last-minute holiday Christmas gifts, Hit up garagegearclothing.com. They have free shipping in the U.S. They've got the ladies, the kids, of course, the guys taken care of with a plethora of options and merchandise. Hit up garagegearclothing.com. Just don't take our word for it. Go today. So, Mike, a um, little bit easier right on the show piece here. You and I talked earlier, but you wanted to reinforce one of the key things, right? And we want to make sure we show love to Florida. There's a lot of great folks here. And in Florida, my understanding is there is going to be a kind of a sporting mini truck event that's going to happen. And my understanding, your kinfolk over in Aftermath, they're, they're a part of that. Well, it's called Drag in the Alley. It's club versus club bowling tournament. And um, uh, it's over in uh, over there in Orlando. Uh, it's going down January 15th, Saturday, January 15th at 10 a.m. And, of course, the flyers all over social media right now. And you already talked about it, but uh, our boy uh, Billy Weekly has uh, got his uh, badass uh, Titan um, there on the flyer. So go go check it out, Dragon the Alley 2022. Uh, just type that in. Uh, that'll take you right to the the um, event page and uh, so make sure you guys check it out uh, January 15th um, 2022 at 10 a.m. there at East Colonial Drive in Orlando Florida so uh, go check out that event page um, hit up Christian if you got any uh, questions um, but basically I mean it's real simple it's club versus club $75 per lane five bowlers per lane and uh, the highest highest club with the highest total uh, is going to win and not only are you going to win, but they're also having a show and shine as well. So that starts at 10 o'clock. The bowling is going to start at noon. So you don't want to miss it. And I do believe uh, our boy uh, Feltham Fab just uh, released two 
the, I believe it was the best of show car and best of show truck today. And uh, those trophies came out badass. Yeah, I would love seeing what uh, Feldham continues to do, whether it's a ride or these cups or whatnot. He also goes to a lot of shows, and we saw him there last week, and I know he partnered with them as well. So, you know, to your point with Dragon the Alley, uh, it's a good uh, time in the state of Florida. Uh, again, if you add this event into the whole mix of events for the entire state, we're very fortunate totally opposite of 20 years ago when there's literally an event i don't want to say every weekend in florida but literally like almost every month which is awesome dragon, oh absolutely dragon the alley so kern county showdown so that's going to be out in bakersfield california first weekend in february 24 to 26 that's part of the mini truck showdown family that umbrella so kern county showdown facebook instagram bakersfield 24 to 26 we talked about Lone Star was going to be at the end of February. Once we get back, I know we're going to be gallivanting that very next weekend down to relaxing on the ranch. Technically, Lake Wales, Mike, um, um, March, March 5th. It's a damn good time. And all I got to say is if the decorvers are by you, okay, watch out. Because I tell you what, that tent that they had mounted on the back of the dually last year, dude, that thing was, I thought three-wheel was going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, the Corvers uh, love what those guys are doing. Uh, Orange Beach Invasion is going to be basically like almost about f- almost four weeks. I think technically three weeks after that. Now, OBI used to be mid smack dad in the middle, but it has pushed out to technically the last weekend in April, or in March. Now, coincidentally, when I was listening to LCD podcast, Mike, they did mention Forbidden Fantasy. So I did think I snuck it in. But Forbidden Fantasy did announce... Now, unfortunately, it's going to be the same weekend as OBI. The good news is, though, it's on the other side of the country. But Forbidden Fantasy Show and Shine Mike 2022 is March 25th through the 27th. Laughlin River Lodge Hotel. Pre-registration only. Forbidden Fantasy on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Uh, the last two that I'm going to hit on, Southeast Mini Nats, is the 23rd through the 25th. So we talked about that earlier a little bit. One of our favorite shows. And then Sparks in the Park. So 2-4, no, excuse me, 4-2 to 4-4. So uh, April 2nd to April 4th in Niceville, Florida. I think that's where we'll kind of stop for now. We know, of course, one of our favorite shows, Scraping the Coast, is going to be the last um Last weekend in June, right? We know that for a fact we're going to be there, but that kind of gets us to the halfway mark. I know there's a few other shows. We'll try to work them in. If you're a show promoter, Mike, they need to email us. I know this, you know, some of this stuff, things that, you know, you guys think that we can rattle it all off. There's so much stuff going on. Again, if we forget something, just email us, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com. The DM stuff is cool, but there's so much stuff that comes in. Just email us, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com. We'll do our best to cover your event. And I think, Mike, other than your show, which I know um, you're going to squeeze in now, I I don't think we missed anything that's at least on our radar except for relaxing on the ranch. But again, that's going to – no, excuse me. Except for relaxing in the Park St. Louis, and we'll talk about that later, which is going to be in May. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, eastbound get down January 21st to the 23rd destination Daytona complex. It's the world's largest Harley Davidson dealership right off of 95 guys. You 
don't want to miss it. It's going to be the first show of 2022, and we're going to start it off right. Um, Pre-registration right now. Save yourself 10 bucks. It's going to be 60 at the gate. It's 50 for the month of December, guys. It's time to give back and a time to because you're going to be spending plenty of money on uh, those Christmas gifts. So save yourself 10 bucks. 50 bucks is what it costs right now for pre-registration. Just go to eastboundgetdownshow.com. Eastboundgetdownshow.com. Get those pre-registrations in. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys, man. It's going to be a freaking blast. And uh, guys, we got restaurants on property. We got bars on property. We're going to have a um, after party, uh, a pre-party Friday TV. TVs. Yes, we have plenty of TVs at the bars, at the restaurants. We got barbecue restaurant on property. Uh, um, absolutely. We just ate there last Sunday. It's delicious. You can't miss it. We got the pavilion um, where the main stage is at. Uh, 50 of the baddest cars, trucks are going to be parked up underneath there. And uh, guys, it's going to be a damn good time. Um, so definitely come out and have a good time there at Eastbound Get Down. Guys, all up north. Okay. It's going to be freezing in January. Come on down to the good sunshine state. Soak up some of that um, that warmth sun and that poisoning. sunshine, sun poisoning, <laughs> and uh, take it back to wherever you're coming from and uh, warm it up, guys. So we look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, Destination Daytona, January 21st to 23rd. EastboundGetDownShow.com and get those pre-registrations in. Mike, can we get you and Big John John Lopez um, to do like the remember when Chris Cross when they had the hoodie or the jackets on they're like warm it up Chris that's what I'm about to do I'm about so you and John like redo it and it's like warm it up Miggity Mike that's what I'm about to do and you have the little deals on you know may, maybe it would go viral I mean we'd have to see oh absolutely no I, I definitely think well we are gonna do um, the girls Kim and Shannon thought that it was really funny um, they got a uh, a, a duck tank. So Saturday um, at the show, me and Big John are be, are going to be getting in the dunk tank. I can't wait. Oh, uh, dude! If you're not if you're not fucking heckling people, dude, I'm gonna get pissed. So you got to get get like the carny, you know, kind of clown. Hey, asshole! I bet you couldn't hit a you know. Or maybe maybe what you do is we'll get Lee from LCD Podcast. He can be over there. You can have a little wire deal because he comes up with the good one liners quick. And he could be saying, "I'm into your, e-, you know, into your ear," and then you could use oh, those, dude, and that'll help raise the money. I mean, dude, imagine his one-liner deals, bro. Dude, well, first of all, we got to get those hillbillies down to Florida. Um, <laughs> you know, he's been to Florida already, but we need to get him down in Florida in January uh, because I'm sure he would love to get the hell out of those hills and hollers and the mountains up in uh, from Kentucky uh, to get down here to Florida. I love it, man. So the key show updates brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. Trust us. Go to minitruckfilm.com. Order your significant other a DVD or Blu-ray. It's the best truck smut possibly you can ever find anywhere at minitruckfilm.com. They'll ship those out, and they are great stocking stuffers. Mike, we're going to wind it down here with Airhead Nation updates. Um, there were two that I saw on Facebook, and number one, uh, this one was pretty awesome. Jason Bell, happy 50th anniversary to the best mom and dad out there. Thank you for always being there for us and teaching us how to live right. We wish you many more. Uh, 50 years, dude, that's not easy, so awesome stuff. And then one of the big homies, Doc Hutchinson, technically had uh, him on over on Lincoln Attic Podcast before. Uh, 
one of our Canadian uh, kinfolk. And um, he kind of has a nice post on Facebook that kind of talks about he's had this mild condition of stopping breathing at night as much as seven times an hour. And that was really impacting him, as you can imagine. And, of course, he had been on the waiting list, might get this two years to get the surgery. They gave him a five-day notice, and then he was, um, you know, uh, he, he, you know, he was, he, he was out of, uh, you know, to recover. So, you know, I know I even commented, I think on Instagram, I know I've got a, you know, supposedly a snoring problem. And, uh, but, but in all, you know, all seriousness, all kidding aside, I definitely want to get that stuff checked out too. Um, you know, so I think it's important health wise going into the new year, set those goals that you have, whether you want to get checked out different stuff. I know I'm going to, cause Sometimes I feel like uh, I wake up in the morning and I'm tired and people tell me, hey, that's a lot of times that has to do with, you know, you're, you're not breathing right at night. So get well to Doc Hutchinson, our homie, our brother. Those are the Airhead Nation updates this week brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. It's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. They've got show spe- or different specials going on, including open enrollment so you can buy that one price this month only, and lock in for all of the heat for 2022, and that's upwards of 12 shirts. So go out to hammerweekendwear.com and check it out. Mike, I guess in closing, dude, Joey at Get Dacked, man, I thought this was pretty cool. The other day he had posted about another deck that he had made. Uh, if I go on Instagram right now and just type in Get Decked, you'll see Joey Dilworth and I think it was Big Worm. It was a Backwoods P. Worm, which is, I think, technically, maybe his name is Slink. He goes by Aftermath. He put his Ram truck with the Aftermath and the Sonic logo on his skate deck. So this was a gift, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, dude, Joey does awesome work over at Get Decked, and, and I know a lot of the show promoters and you know with their show, show artwork, they put that stuff on um, on the skate decks. I know we put our stuff on the skate decks, uh, and just I mean, doesn't matter what you want, anything you want on a skate deck, Joey can do it for you. So make sure you guys are checking them out and uh, and uh, get those things ordered uh, because he does great work over there, and he gets it and he gets it to you in a hurry too. That he does. Thank you so much to Joey for always taking care of us, and thanks to Michael and Colorado Custom, uh, Michael and team at Colorado Custom Wheels. Uh, many of you are looking for wheels, steering wheels, steering wheels, steering wheels, or rear view mirrors. Hit up coloradocustom.com. Mike, the last thing I got is I do want to say a quick moment of silence for Pearl Harbor. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. FDR said that on December 8th, 1941, referring to the previous day. And it was um, a very dark day in our history. I have not been there. I saw that Shulman had posted when he had went there. Of course, I've seen videos and photos from folks that have visited the USS Arizona. Again, with the holidays here, it's just a reminder. Thank you to all the servicemen and women out there, especially the first responders as well, right? All of these folks, all the frontline workers. But to the ones that we lost, gosh, going on you know, 80 years ago, rest in peace to them. And, and Mike, I think that's all I got this week, man. Bro, sounds like a uh, sounds like a good episode to me, brother. Uh, definitely appreciate you having me on, and uh, you know, definitely uh, send a, a, uh, a shout out to the Airhead Nation for always listening and supporting, and uh, we definitely appreciate it.
Yes, sir. I can't wait to see the wrestling ring at Eastbound Get Down and John coming off the top ropes on you. We'll have to see, but send the bill to DJ Mays because I know he's looking forward to it as well. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to get John in that figure four leg lock. That's what I can't wait to do. <laughs> I love it, man. Listen, be safe. Stick with us. We're going to roll into Lee's audio now from LCD, Lois Common Denomer Podcast. Have a great weekend, y'all. See ya. <laughs> So, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's Eastern Kentucky for you. Are you sure you want to talk to me? <laughs> yo, yo, and as I mentioned, so excited to link up with Lee from LCD Podcast. Down with LCD, yeah, you know me, Mr. ODB. But, dude, Lee, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. Our brother in this truck scene of ours. Well, I tell you what, I'm truly tickled, my friend, because I didn't think your all's fancy flip phones would actually reach all the way up to the Kansas streams we have here in the hills and hollers of Eastern Kentucky. Dude, I love your, um, I don't want to use the J word, you know, the jive. I don't know if I'm allowed to use that, but like the, 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 what would you call it? Not the slang, the, the local tongue. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm thinking myself a whole here. Some, some people may want to say cadence, but I tell you what, most people just like to call me asshole. So I'll, <laughs> either one is fine with me. Oh man, this is going to be a lot of fun, dude. Uh, we talked earlier, Mike and I, about the fact that ironically he was on lowest common denominator podcast LCD last week. This week, he trivia kind of tied a little bit into what you guys talked about. But it, it I, I thoroughly thank you for having Mike on there a couple of times, and I, dude, I got so many laughs out of this past week, man. Well, thank you so much for for loaning you know you guys out a little bit. It was it was an honor to have you on there. As I've told you in private, and I'll tell you publicly right now. We we admire what you guys have done. You guys have set a precedent that nobody else could have possibly done in this scene by developing the quote unquote truck lifestyle podcast. And what you guys do, we hold you to such a high regard. So for you taking the time, not only you but Mike as well, to give us just a little bit of time out of your day, you know, it's very humbling to us, and it makes us feel like even for a brief second, hey, we kind of matter too. So thank you, thank you so much for that. But no, it was awesome having him on. It's actually his second appearance on LCD, and uh, it's always entertaining. Although he got a few stories out of me that I probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah, it was really entertaining. And thank you for the compliments. I mean, we're just normal guys, but we thank you for that. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to hit on that I thought was pretty cool is, you know, a lot of times when folks go over and listen to LCD lowest common denominator podcast there's something that I always love how like you always say the H word, right? Is it, it it's like you kind of, <laughs> because you were behind, I mean, I want to talk about this for a minute because you were behind that show for X amount of years, right? And that was a kind of a, you know, a, yes, a, a staple event in that area. Can you talk to us a little bit about the H word and, and maybe how that came about Lee? Yeah, of course, of course, man, absolutely. And since this is your show, if you want to say the real word, that's fine. I'll continue to say the H word. Heritage, and I'll, right? And I'll even explain. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's the show. Actually, was and you won't hear me say this often. The show actually was called Heritage. Uh, it came around in 2003 in Wattsburg, Kentucky. And Wattsburg, Kentucky is a town of 1,700 people. Wow. At the time we started the show, it had two hotels. And at our peak, we were bringing in over 12,000 people as far as spectators in a three-day weekend. Uh, we've hit, it was never a huge show as far as we have a crazy amount of spectator traffic. I wouldn't have believed it if it wasn't for the police themselves, you know, giving <laughs> us the estimates. But, but we were hitting, yes, plenty of those. 
but we were hitting well over 400 a couple of times, and, and that was a big show for Eastern Kentucky, especially, you know, the largest city close to us was an hour away, and that only had a few thousand people as well. So we were very geographically isolated, if you will. And uh, we put that show on for 15 years, um, and it was uh, it made an old man out of me pretty quick, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a lot of work that people don't realize, and, you know, just to take a step back for a minute, you know, normally I start with the question of, like, how did you get involved? Of course, I wanted to jump right into the H word, but how did you kind of get involved in kind of the automotive culture, right? The truck stuff, because, you know, that area, there's a lot of rich uh, history of mini trucks, right? Of, of different names and trucks and stuff like that in that in that whole region. But how did the flame get sparked for yourself in that area? Well, you know, you mentioned the rich history of this region, and that's something I'm very, very proud of. Um, one of the most amazing, I guess, episodes we ever did is we did a Mount Rushmore episode trying to come up with just four of the most important names in Eastern Kentucky mini-fucking history. And two of those names just nationally transcend. I mean, almost everybody knows those names. Of course, you will. Jody Hall, the drop shop, Mm -hmm. you know, in Pikeville, Kentucky. Jody Hall, you know, huge amount of cover trucks and innovator when it comes to I-Beam Baggin, the Rangers example. He actually literally wrote the article of mini-trucking magazine, I-Beam Baggin. Uh, he, he lives 20 miles up the road. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have Casey Harden. Casey mm-hmm. Harden, world truck to hop champion, the Tonka toy, and the first person east of the Mississippi River to ever body drop a mini truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Casey literally is an hour and a half up the road. So, you know, we got those two guys there. So there is some history, and both of those guys predate me a little bit. Jody is very close to my age. He's about 45. Uh, Casey is roughly the same age, maybe a little bit older, but he was involved at a much younger age. He was always into it. Me, on the other hand, I just literally kind of stumbled on it in the mid-90s. My mother and father, we always go down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Of course, I know you know the Pigeon Forge, Gallenberg area. We went down there and just happened to be the Mini Truck Nationals weekend. So as a 14, 15-year-old kid, I'm stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic of all these guys looking around that I want to be like. I'm looking at these trucks thinking, oh, my God, one day I will do this. And I actually told my dad that day. Let's say I was about 15, so we're looking 1996. I said, Dad, I'm going to do this one day. When I turn 17, I'm going to drive a truck of my own down here. And he said, yeah, okay, whatever, kid. You know, right, shut up, let me watch traffic. But, but actually, when I was 17 years old, I drove a truck down to Pigeon Forest, Tennessee for the first time. And many years later, I found out that my dad actually tailed me at a safe distance because he thought I was going to go in there and get thrown in jail. So he actually left a couple hours after me just to make sure that whatever junk I was driving didn't break down or that I didn't get in trouble. And he hung out the whole weekend, but he hung out out of sight. So I never knew he was there. Yeah, I never knew he was there until we got home. And he was showing me pictures like, hey, you know, here's you Friday night cruising around, but here's you getting pulled over. and, And what do you think about this shot? And it really impressed me. But literally, we just kind of stumbled upon it. My dad was always a car guy, but he was never, of course, into the mini truck scene. He had a Chevy Love, and he wanted, oh, God, I was probably 12 or 13 years old. He had a Chevy Love, a a 79 model, and he wanted to do, and I remember this, a 455 with an Oldsmobile uh, Tornado transaxle to make it a mid-engine truck. And he would sit around at night drawing that truck. Now, now he never got to build it. It was just a pipe dream. But the interest of that caused me to subscribe in the early 90s to Mini Trucking Magazine. And that's kind of where my love for the old mini trucking issues came from. And I remember just pouring over those. And, of course, like a dumb kid, I would cut out pictures yeah, and tape them yeah. to my wall and stuff. And Lord knows I can't imagine the value of the edition that I screwed up there <laughs> in the early 90s. It really makes me sick to my stomach. 
Uh, but I always, you know, took that with his love of, of vehicles. And then when we just kind of stumbled upon the Nats, it was it. I said, I'm going to be these kids one day. I want to be these cool guys that are down here an inch and a half from the ground, you know, with everybody looking at them. Yeah, very cool. And I appreciate you kind of giving some of the backstory. One of the, the things I wanted to mention, and we've never dived into this, and I don't know, you know, if it's something that you recall, but when you mentioned mini Nats back in the day, right, in that region, there was, I think it was, there was the husband and a wife, and they had the divorce or something, and then they had competing shows like that same week or that weekend, and it was kind of this weird dynamic, and one of these days, I'm going to kind of dive into that whole story, but I don't know if you ever heard that coming from where you come from. So, that story, now keep in mind that I'm doing a lot of this from third hand over the years, and if I say something inappropriate or offensive in that, I apologize to whoever's involved, but from my understanding of how that actually works, and you're talking about the actual history of the mini-trucking match, right? Just to make yes. sure I'm on the same page before yep. I go into one of my, okay. So, you know, it started, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you'll know this better than me, what was it, 90 or 90, I think it was 89 or 90. Yes, it was right so around at there. that time. Okay. At that time, you had Charlie Cobble and his wife, Sandy, and they put on the show together for several years. And my understanding is that in the late 90s, uh, they divorced. She married a gentleman named Herb Thacker. And the assumption has always been that she literally got the rights to the event due to her involvement in the divorce. And again, that's, that's not my place to really speculate on. I don't know. I've never seen the legal brief, so I can't tell you exactly what went well. Right, but that was the but world on the street. Assumed that was always the word of the street, absolutely. That's the easiest way to say it. Uh, and she assumed the ownership of the, and she changed the name to the original Mini Trucking Nationals. Now, Charlie, she was he was a show promoter, and Charlie's a great Have you ever met Charlie? No. He's he, a very interesting man, very articulate man. I always enjoyed talking to him. He was involved in several other events down there as well. Uh, but he actually continued to put on an event quite literally in the same weekend on the other end of town. <laughs> now, he named that, at the time, the Southeast Mini Truck Nationals. And he partnered up with Nopi. And, of course, you remember what a big name Nopi was in the yes. late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so he partnered up with Nopi, and that was actually the merger of one of their shows. Uh, Charlie had put on with Nopi a sport compact and lowrider show in May. And I think the first year of that was 1998, but don't hold me to No, it was 99. It was May 7th, 1999. Mm. And that show merged and became the Nopi Southeast Mini Truck Nationals. So for a couple of years, uh, those two shows went on concurrently the same weekend. Charlie's show was at the, the east end of the strip. Sandy's show was usually at the Shular Inn or the Grand in the west end of the strip. And uh, a couple of years later... The city got pissed because it got pretty wild down there. And I, and I always remember the article in the newspaper uh, insisting, it was from Erlene Teaster, who is still to this day the city manager of Pitchfork, Horse, Tennessee. Uh, she actually put out this little article in the local newspaper saying that those two shows would not be held the same weekend. So in 2002, uh, one was a couple weeks. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2002, they split up the dates. One was a couple weeks later. And then in 2003, Charlie took his version of the show, which was the larger one. He took his version of the show to Bristol, Tennessee, and that's 2003. It actually officially left Pigeon Forge. In the peak years, and I've seen this with my own eyes, in the peak years, Charlie's show, when it was held at the, uh, what's it called, Governor's Crossing, the big theater in Sevierville, mm-hmm. when it was held at Governor's Crossing, it was pushing 2,000 entries. Sandy's show, those years it was held at the Shular Inn, was pushing 1,000 entries, you know, like seven, 800. So you had almost 3,000 registered show vehicles, but you had thousands 
people like me that didn't have, you know, a top tier truck down there just to cruise. You had thousands of trucks. So there would be six, seven thousand mini trucks in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And it was oh man, I made some bad decisions those weekends, but it makes some <laughs> hell of a stories too. Yeah, and what was cool is our friend Marlon Dunker, one of my good friends, he lives near me. He went up there with his S10. Courtney ended up shooting it, but Courtney shot um, that same weekend. And I always knew that I was like, I, I was, to, I told Marlon one time, I said, "Man, I know these these um, features were done in the same spot. I could tell from the background." And it was like basically the NC Ranger, as you know, complete right that uh, oh, yeah. Tonys, and then you had. Um, uh-huh. David Caldwell's Blazer, and then you had Marlin's S10, yep. which he lived right over by me. And Courtney shot him all three, three iconic trucks and whatnot. But he was telling me when he was cruising that weekend up there, like how many trucks there were, and that kind of reinforces like what you were saying. Like it literally was the haven for minis. Oh, oh, it was it was unspeakable. And even then, you know, now it's funny to me. Many truckers seem to travel more, I guess, because a lot of us have, have gotten older. We've got a little bit better jobs than we can afford to. But back then, it was a huge deal to see a truck from the West Coast to show up at an East Coast event. Mm-hmm. But Pigeon Forge would actually draw California trucks. You know, I remember in Arizona trucks, uh, got a chance to see Charles Armstrong, the time machine there, right on the strip in Pigeon Forge, parked in the grass in front of the Grand at that point. He didn't have the back glass in it, but it was it was painted and jammed. But he didn't have the back glass in it. He didn't have the semaphores in it. But I seen that truck in the late 90s just laid out on the grass, you know, just like anything else. And it was just such a transcending moment for some idiot hillbilly kid from eastern <laughs> Kentucky seeing that kind of stuff just a couple hours down the road. So, yeah, back then it was bumper to bumper and you didn't move. Now, uh, I had to tell you some stories off air, but it was amazing, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's a perfect example of one of a truck, you know, in those early days, like when Marlin went and I was talking about those trucks uh, being shot, that was like a Pigeon Forge uh, 2000. But like when you start talking about like Charles Armstrong's coming to Indy Truck Bash and, and, you know, uh, Mini Nats and things like that, you know, he was one of those guys that was kind of crisscrossing, you know, kind of more on the West Coast, I would say kind of right is the in my sure. mind. So uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Now, there were a lot of different shows kind of throughout that that region. I never went to the one, and I know this one's going a little bit more East Coast, but Booker Bash, is that one that, I mean, obviously you know about that show, but was that one that you were able to make it to? You know, I only made that through other people's stories. That is yes. one of the greatest ones that I missed that I'll Same. always regret. And I was able to meet Chuck, I was able to meet Chuck Burgess later on in life, and, and you've got to hear some of those firsthand stories from him. Of course, one of my best buddies in the world is Shannon Bullets, and Shannon has told me all these amazing stories from it. But no, I actually never got to go. That was one that Pigeon Forge was the pinnacle for me. I never, in that time, that, and then uh, uh, ITB. You know, that yes. was kind of the big shows from where I was from. So I never made it out to Booker Bash. Yeah, one show that I always wanted to make it to, and every kind of year we try to pick one out-of-state show. Like one year we went to Lake Charles, Louisiana, you know, that oh, type yeah. of thing. Oh, but yeah. I never got a chance to make it to the RA All-Star event. And it was always on my bucket list. I know they moved it, I think, one time. It was like on a baseball field. But we would see the coverage pop up from there, maybe from SoCal uh, Customs or, you know, whatever online outlet at the time, sure. maybe Street Source. And, man, I just – like the the quality of rides that was there, they always did a great job with that one. Oh, absolutely! That their militant and stuff that was always always a must hit. Uh, I remember the first time I ever seen Chris Starr's Mazda was out that direction. You know, the extended cab, long bed, multicolor Mazda that was on the cover of Mini Truck. Mm-hmm. 
that was a that was that was a pretty cool experience. Usually, in lieu of the RA show, we would actually go to Mississippi. Though it was kind of a either or a lot of times for us because that was a big trip. That was you know, uh, I'm thinking Milton was about nine hours for us, and then Showfest in Greenville was about fourteen and a half, give or take. It was when it was a it was rough trip back oh, then. Oh yeah. Um, so we usually had to pick one, you know, back in the early two thousands. But very interesting experiences out there. There was one heck of a a nucleus of shows right there in that region that was very impressive. Definitely. Now, here's one that I never made it to that um, I'll bring up a couple things that might tie in, you know, and, and, and jog your memory because I know you know the spot. But our friend Jason Dandler lives down here, NC guy, real good dude. He had given me access to a bunch of photos. I still have them. And um, I had scanned a bunch of them. And he had labeled them on the little bags that are in, you know, this is the show, whatever. So, you know me, I kind of try to go figure out, okay, well, what were the dates? Oh, yeah, okay, it was that show. And I remember seeing the show coverage in Sport Truck Magazine, but there was a little show uh, called Sport Truck Nationals, and he had Sport Truck Nationals 99. Yep, Owensboro, and he actually has the photo of the executive in. I had to look that – I looked it up, and that was like that famous uh, River Rivermont, I think it was, but it was like a famous hotel there that I think was later knocked down. Uh The Executive Inn Rivermont, and I did not get to see it blow up in person, but I so wanted to when they tore it down. Oh, yep. I've watched the videos hundreds of times. Uh, Executive Inn Rivermont was very interesting. The last time I went, and I hope you don't mind me telling yeah, the story about sure, Sport please. Truck. The last, the last time I actually went to that show uh, was the last year, if I'm not mistaken, either of the show or of the hotel itself. And at that point, it had actually caught on fire a few months before. Now, this hotel was just massive. We're talking the old, tiny, four-star style hotels. I remember this one had, I mean, like pretty much a strip mall in it. You know, it had tons of stores, barbershops, arcades, things like that, and, of course, nightclubs. But the hotel had caught on fire, and we're talking five, 600 rooms. Uh, they had cordoned off half of the hotel. So I remember that last year at Sport Truck, literally half the hotel has plastic over the hallways, and you could still wow. smell the chard and the bird smell. The oh, yeah. But you got those old-timey hotels like that. They kind of fell out of vogue, if you will, so they didn't really have the finances to fix it and become kind of an albatross and a money pit. Mm. But that last year, I remember, I just, I don't know why I remember this. I remember Alabama was playing, the country band Alabama was playing at the Executive Inn Rivermont that same weekend. So you had like a hotel full of mini truckers and just a smidgen of Alabama fans that were totally looking around like, what in the blue hell is going on in this parking lot, man? No, it, oh. it was it was it was a really really neat experience. You know, Owensboro was a neat town, and that is a show that I actually miss. Um, I, I always give Brant props. You know, Brant from Graphic Disorder, and that weekend I was a broke ass kid going down there. I was actually in RA. Is when I first got in RA. I was a broke ass kid driving down there. I actually drove a bag truck all the way from Eastern Kentucky. Got there, couldn't afford a room, and Brant said, "Man, just crash with us." And, and awesome. he barely knew me at the time. We're talking early. Yeah, I just you know. What an amazing reaching out to some kid that that literally just barely knows you, that really probably doesn't have a right to even be in that crowd. And Brand said, man, just crash with us. Don't worry about it. you know." And I said, dude, I can't really contribute. Oh, man, no problem. Here. Stay with us. And, and he invited me. Now, I didn't take him up on it. We ended up crashing with another one of my buddies, but he invited me to literally stay with him. That's barely cool. knowing me and just reaching out like that. Oh, I thought it was unbelievable. And I've always held him in really high regards for that. And a lot of times I try to tell people, you know, hey, there's always some kid that is literally, and I'm not trying to, to, to you know, take off on the sign that is so popular this year, the Comfort Lone Star, which I think is awesome, but there's always some kid, you know, or some early 20s, yet late teens dude, 
that can't afford to be what you are. Maybe he doesn't have those connections. Maybe he doesn't have the finances, but he's trying. And just a little pat on the back, a little attaboy, or, hey, man, why don't you come eat with us, or why don't you come hang with us, that goes so far. Most people don't realize that, but that just goes so far, and that stuck with me. You know, and and I've tried to model myself after that. You know, Lord knows I'm a jerk. I don't try to be nice to a lot of people. <laughs> but but when I, hey, it, truth the truth, but when I have the opportunity, you know, if I can do that, I just think maybe, you know, maybe this kid 10 years from now will be doing the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think it, uh, it, it, to me, it resonates perfectly. I mean, that's what we kind of need, you know, I think to continue this thing on because you know it's not every day that kids are jumping in mini trucks now granted we've seen a little bit of resurgence probably depending on where you live in the country but at the same time you know it's 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 back on the rise but you know we'll have to see how high you know it gets and i tell you look at thumbing through the photos of you know jason dandler and looking back at that at that event i mean i hope you know ronnie's obviously leading kind of the charge with this whole obs revival i'll call it you know, we're going to do some more stuff with the sport truck stuff. But to me, when you look at the photos from Owensboro, there was such a good mix of minis. There was, uh, you know, plenty of Phantom Girls to go around, plenty of Billet to go around. It just really seemed sure. like a great event of a good mix of vehicles. And I love that about going to an event, you know, just having that mix and seeing all of the, what I call awesomeness, man. No, absolutely. You know, I've always been very loose in my explanation of what a mini trucker is. And, and obviously that's way out of the scope of our conversation tonight, but I have no problem. I mean, if you've got a calligraphic Ford probe, you know, that is, that is on, on air, you're a mini trucker to me. You know, I always loved it when mini trucking had the sport compact section. And even back in the day when they had the lifted four wheel drive, like the Toyotas and the Nissan trucks with the tilt beds and the calligraphics, you know, that lifestyle is so encompassing. I've always kind of thought just because you're a mini trucker doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be driving mini at that moment. It's so much more of a broad interest and almost in a way, the way you carry yourself, if that makes any sense. It does. It does, man. What are some of your best memories or maybe just one when you think about all of the different events you went to and just hanging out on Friday, Saturday nights, cruising trucks around that whole area, no matter where you were at, like, what's one story that constantly comes to mind, you know, when you guys are chopping it up, drinking a – well, I know you don't drink, but maybe if you're drinking a Mountain Dew, you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Right, right. Which, which of course, I had, I had to imbibe a Mountain Dew while I, was, while I was chilling out in this parking lot because in eastern Kentucky is just the appropriate thing to do. <laughs> well, first of all, I love the fact that you said one story because you know that I'm long-winded, so I'm not going to go into multiples here. Uh I'll tell you. I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you, and I've got a few, and I've I've been lucky enough to see a lot of the rise and the falls of certain shows. You know, I was able to see the early days of Pigeon Forge and kind of see it on its meteoric rise. I was able to get in a Greenville, Mississippi, at its peak. You know, I've seen the the crazy years of Showfest and 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 some really crazy years of Showfest. But I'll tell you this story, and and, and I'll tell you this story is very important to me because I've actually got the opportunity to take it full circle, and I'll and I'll make it as quick as possible. Okay. So, 18-year-old LMC, uh, spiked blonde tips, you know, uh, bead chain, you know, wallet chain straight from Gadzooks, probably some Jinkos and some Airwalks or something. I, at the time, this is going to be late 90s. Let's, let's say for point of story, let's say 98. Okay. New Trucking Nationals. I got down there on a Wednesday, and, and I was so just tickled to be down there and watch stuff roll in to this day. 
my favorite thing about truck shows is the Thursday night, Friday morning roll in because I can sit there in a, in a folding chair and watch things come in and just giggle. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, that was like Christmas, man. It's like, oh my God, look at that. Oh my God, look at that. What's in that box trailer? You know, yeah, it's like a present. So, 18 year old, 17 year old LMC standing there on my, one of my spike tips, you know, hanging out from Wednesday on in Pigeon Forge. And, and it gets to be, I guess, Saturday morning. It all kind of blurs together. So I've been up all night, of course, you know, running around, getting my first and second ever stereo ticket, a few other odds and ends, just generally being <laughs> a mini trucking nuisance, I guess, back then. But it's it's 6.30 in the morning. I am standing at a rinky-dink-ass car wash right there on 441 of the Main Strip and Pigeon Forge. And I'm wiping down my Tacoma I had at the time. I had, I had a slightly lifted Tacoma with a wall of 15s. I, you know, like a lot of mini truckers, I got into the SPL world. I was a stereo guy before I was <laughs> your voice of the low life. Right, right. Anyway, um, anyway, that being said, so I'm standing there wiping down my Tacoma at 6.30 in the morning. I've been up all night. And I look over to this rinky-dink-ass car wash, and I see three vehicles, and very, very iconic vehicles. One is a Ford Ranger that has some interesting graphics on it, and it just happens to have two axles. The other is also a Ford Ranger, square body Ranger, reddish maroonish in color, with a snug top and some Nietzsche runners on it, if mm. I remember right. Oh, yeah. And the third truck happens to be an extended cab, long bed, body dropped Toyota. These three guys are sitting there talking to each other while wiping out their vehicles, whatever. And I just kind of get in a little bit and piece of the conversation. Just out of the year, I'll hear some little story, this, that, and the other. And it's interesting to me that these three gentlemen are standing there wiping down their trucks, and they're catching up. You know, they're talking to each other. They haven't seen each other in months, and they're talking about how the winter was and how the early shows were, and they're comparing notes. So I keep wiping my truck down, so I'm like, I'm really digging this. You know, I'm really digging these three guys with these three amazing trucks that all put me to shit. Oh, sorry, trying to wash my mouth there. No, it's all good. That all put me to shame. I'm sitting there watching these three guys with these trucks that just put me to shame, and I'm, and I'm just wiping the same spot over and over. I'm pretty sure I wiped through my clear a couple of times. And I'm listening to these guys talking, and it's just so neat to me because I'm sitting there hanging on every word. I'm this 17-year-old kid. In my head, I have no right to go over there and talk to those guys. But I'm listening to their stories and thinking, wow, that is so cool to me. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to meet my buddies at a show, talk about our experiences, you know, and, and just reminisce like this. Those guys, I want to be those guys. Well, it turns out those three guys were Shannon Bullis, Andy Serginis, and Jody Hall. To me, three of the most famous East Coast mini truckers to ever live. That's awesome. And I have been lucky enough, I've been lucky enough to not only befriend all those three guys, but to compare notes with Andy, who, of course, a negative can remember, and he's kind of the NC historian. Yep. Because we had the same picture. He had a picture that he took from the car wash that morning with those wow. three trucks. And I have the same picture from almost six or seven foot over that I took on a disposable camera that wow. used to be able to buy at the pharmacy, a little disposable Kodak of the same three trucks. And we met many years later and compared notes. I said, man, and I told Jody the same thing. I said, you guys influenced me more than you would ever know. If it wasn't for that moment, if it wasn't for me getting to hear these old mini truckers tell these stories, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I got a chance to tell all three of them. So that's kind of my moment, man. That's amazing, dude. I love hearing stories like that. It's a it's a feel-good story, but it's also something that kind of reinforces the influences that we have, right, at a certain age of our life and things like that. 
I'm sure a lot of the listeners, you know, are going to have many uh, thoughts too when they first were getting into, you know, uh, the scene, right, and how people interacted with them and whatnot. No, absolutely. And I think that is 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 awesome. And you never know who's listening. You know, you never know what kid is listening and what kind of impact you're going to have in his life. Now, granted, I may not have made a lot of contributions to the quote unquote scene, but I was lucky enough to. Yeah, I've been one of the big three. Uh, I put on a nationally recognized show that actually ran, oh, actually won Mini Trucking Magazine People's Choice Show of the Year mm-hmm. in 2011 or 12. And, uh, you know, I've, I've dabbled a little bit. And, and if it wasn't for that conversation, hell, I don't know, I may be racing dirt cars and fighting chickens. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. And speaking of that, to pivot off of that, for your last comment, man, the, the cadence, as you had mentioned earlier, like, I know some of the region. I've heard different people talk and things like that. You come up with some of the funniest, I'll call them one-liners, right? Like when you say the thing about the, <laughs> the one-legged hen and stuff, is that stuff like things that you've heard over the years and you've kind of remixed, or are they just things that come to mind? Like you're kind of like, you could almost be like a freestyle rapper. You know what I mean? It would be a different style. <laughs> but you could also do comedy, right? Because, I mean, you've got that good uh, timing, they call it. Well, you give me way too much credit because the funny guy is Shay. You know, my, my partner in crime I know, Shay's a good is dude. Shay. Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, we're both assholes. Come on, man. <laughs> be serious here. But he, if nothing else, I play the straight guy to him because he's the funny one. You know, I, I get a little serious sometimes, and I like to tell my history and stuff like that. You want one-liners. That's my boy right there. He puts me to shame. A lot of times he'll leave me with a mouth hanging open going, oh, my God, I have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he is funny, and I don't want to tip my cap to Shay. Um, I got a chance to meet him, right? He does the hugs. Or no, wait. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's Farva. That's our JV yeah. team. Yeah, so that's Farva. Is, is Farva. That's yeah. That's and we won't be doing that again. We we hugged ourselves to death and raised a couple thousand dollars for animal charities this year because his shtick was giving five dollar stickers for hugs, and we donated all that money to a couple of various no kill animal shelters. Uh, I've often said I like dogs better than people, so we always try and find a different way to raise a little money for shelters around here. So that's what that was. Now, Shay, Shay's a big dude. He's the one that does cult stuff and has the thumbs up and our sticker, if you will. You, you'll meet it. Shay. I'll introduce you soon. I, <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. And and I feel like I know him from listening to him you know, for so, for so long. You know, we appreciate that very much. That's one thing we try our best not to put on any guys. I mean, what you hear, when you, first of all, if anybody listens, God, why? You know, there's so much better opportunities out there to, to listen to real programs like OLP, you know. Uh, but in all sincerity, you know, for the eight and a half people that actually do listen to us, you know, what they hear is exactly what they get. I don't think anybody's ever accused me of having a different personality. I just I just am what I am, which yep. a lot of times means I don't really watch what I say. But But anyway. Well, and I've told you this before in person, but I think, too, one thing that you guys, you tend to, I used to do this a lot in life when someone's like, oh, man, you know, nice shoes, and you're like, oh, these old things, right? You kind of don't, um, I don't know if it's like the anxiety that like I would get, but it's like you don't accept, like, if, if I'm like, man, you guys are killing it, you're like, oh, man, why do you even listen to us? Like, I think, you know, it's funny, some of the comebacks that you have, but at the same time, to me, you guys are really contributing a great thing to the scene. I love it. And I just want you guys to know that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that appreciate it, man. Well, we appreciate that very much, man. Like I said, if it wasn't for you guys forging that path, you know, it'd be no way. There wouldn't be any place for us. So you guys broke that wall down, especially with the loss of the magazines. You talk about hitting, you know, OLP at an amazing time. 
if it wasn't for you guys, where the hell would we get our media? You know, you guys have taken the place of so many print magazines. If it wasn't for you all, that would be such a, a, a more insurmountable loss than it already is. Well, thanks for the good word. I wanted to ask you about this. So recently I stumbled across a show on Netflix and, you know, there's things, you know, obviously I watch a show and, you know, you kind of know like, okay, well, it's for TV and, and that type of stuff. But the one thing that was intriguing to me is have you ever heard of the radio program, I guess up your way, called Swap Shop? Is that a real thing? <laughs> because there's the TV show about it, and it you can tell a lot of it is staged, right? They're like, oh, look, turn the radio on. It's like, okay, right at the perfect time. Like, we know all of that's kind of staged. But that whole show, it was intrigued because of that. It's kind of like the way they spin it is it's like the Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace for radio. But is that a real thing? Dude, is that really on Netflix? Are you pulling my leg? No, 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 no. It's I'll send you a screenshot right now. It's called Swap Shop, and it came out this year. And I'm on um, episode. What? I'm not. I'm not even making this up. Episode one's called "This Is Swap Shop." Number two was Rare Jordans. Number three, Bar- Barn to Be Wild. And, and it's it's only like six episodes, but it has that that same stuff. When I listen to you guys, that um, you know banter slash cadence, as you mentioned earlier. You know, I get that same feel because the folks are from that region. Some of most of them are, and it's a real thing, dude. So and and it, tie, it ties into the radio in show. Way. Yeah, it ties into the radio show. Like how apparently it's been a show for a long time on the radio, and people would tune in. So like, if you were like, "Hey, man, I got a bunch of tractors," and you know, if anybody wants them, I'm over on such and such street. And I, I kind of, I'm just like, okay, is this real? So that was. So just there's a- two things in this region. There's two things in this region that is kind of tongue in cheek famous for when it comes to media. Now the Swap Shop, and I'm very curious. I'm gonna have to watch the show. But the Swap Shop is a name that has been taken by many, mm-hmm. many radio programs. The one here in Whitesburg has been on the radio since the early 1980s. I have yeah. no idea if it was the original. I'm not saying that it was, but it absolutely has been on for almost, I guess, 40 years. And there's several shows. There's uh, radio shows. They usually come from 9 to 10 o'clock in the morning, local FM radio stations. You have Swap Shop. You have Trading Post. You have Swapping Post. And pretty much any bastardization of those words that you can think of. <laughs> and it's always the same thing. Like, for example, here in Weisberg, you've got Kevin Day, who runs a radio station, WTCW at XKQ. And he says, you know, good morning, you're on the swap shop. That's the and then one somebody will I think say, it what? is. Oh, no way. Because then somebody will say, well, yeah, I've got a, I've got a cow I'd like to sell. And, and you know, it's a, it's a whatever, fixed Holstein cow. The number is 832-4084. And then Kevin will say, that number again is 832-4084. Click good morning on the swap shop. Now, I don't know if that's what the Netflix show is It is. Like, that, that's literally what it, that's the premise of the show. Like, they'll... Yeah, though you can tell they staged it a little bit. Like there, there probably was like someone that called that said, "Hey, I've got some old memorabilia." But of course, you know they have it recorded, and they're like, "Oh, turn the radio on," and then they act like they kind of run out the shop. I know that's kind of the stage piece, but the piece that someone's selling stuff, and it kind of plays off that whole slobby Robbie show where you know the big stuff now, as you know, like eighties, nineties. You know, you go to a thrift store, you're like, "Oh, here's an old Raiders hat," you know, and you sell it for a hundred bucks, right? That whole thing I know is big. Right. Um, I actually kind of liked, for whatever reason, I kind of like the show. Now, what's ironic, there is a guy on the show that apparently his family lives in Tennessee. He was on um, Counting Cars, okay? And apparently Danny Coker had a falling out with that guy, but his family lives in Tennessee area. And believe it or not, when I first wow. started watching it the other day, I was like, wait a minute. 
that's that guy from Counting Cars I just talked to someone about. And apparently they had a bad falling out. But that, you know, he's kind of an annoying voice on there. But everything else is, you know, it's it's a show. I mean, I enjoyed it, and that's what I wanted to bring it up, you know. No, this, I'm going to have to check it out. I have not seen that. I didn't know that was even a thing, and I'm very curious if that actually reflects our version or not. But, yeah, there's several around here, and that's a very common thing. It's kind of a radio Craigslist. I think you kind of nailed it in that description. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, wow. like when Mike goes into a new town, I mean, I can edit this part out, but, you know, he's kind of on, like, some other – it's called a website. It's called, like, Page – like page back or something <laughs> and I, I thought he, right, like, right, right. yeah he said his back always hurts and he's like trying to get it cracked or whatever and I was like I don't know something just didn't add up there you know what I'm saying so but I, I mean you know, I couldn't be wrong I was not gonna comment on, man. <laughs> oh that's great man that's great exactly now I know you know with Shay and then you also um, have you had your other buddy in, in the studio um, I'm drawing a blank was it Jeremy so we have we have our JV team, and that's Farva and Jeremy. That's right. And uh, both of those guys, you know, well, I don't even remember how they even got involved. Maybe they just happened to be around one night. We're like, you know, here, have a microphone. Let's see what <laughs> yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hell, they're they're uh, they've got their own popularity. I mean, like I said, you know, Farva went out and hugged people for money, and Jeremy is he's a fabricator. He actually works a local fabrication shop that does a lot of high end uh, street rod restorations. But, of course, he does his mini trucks on the side, and, and he's been hanging out with NC for a while. He's a really, really good dude. Um, just a humble eastern Kentucky, and you get that a lot from around here. In the mountains specifically, you get a lot of people that will drop everything that they're doing to help you. And that's Jeremy, hell, that's almost a flaw on his part. He will absolutely stop whatever he happens to be working on if somebody needs a hand. And, and I love seeing that personality, you know. And, of course, it's not just the mountains. You see that with a lot of mini truckers. But nobody is as as willing to reach out and help as he is, and that's something I guess a lot of us need to do. You know, Lord knows I need to because I tell everybody else to just go away. <laughs> so, well, you know, so, Hank, I mean, that's kind of our JV team, and they and they show up sometimes, but you know, they're not always on there a lot of times. But you know, when their schedule works out, I think it always provides a little bit different viewpoint. You know, because hell, people get tired of listening to Shay and I all the time. <laughs> Same with Mike and I. And, you know, what I was going to say was, you know, with Hank from Hammered Weekend where, you know, he'll drop everything and help people out too, but he's kind of maybe sexist because he only does it for, like, women. Like, I never under – I mean, I guess I understand it, but, like, like if if you're one of the homies and, and you know, I mean, but he'll he'll drop everything for a woman. I mean, but, you know, that's Hammered Hank, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you know, hey, helpful's helpful, man. Who are we to judge? <laughs> exactly. Uh, as we transition into the new year, Kind of a loaded question, but like, what are you most excited for? You know, when you think about the truck scene, right? It might be a show, it might be a truck that you've kind of heard wind of, um, it might be maybe an upcoming guest that you guys have been working at trying to get or whatnot. What do you get most excited of, like right now, thinking about 2022? Oh, that's easy. Our opportunity to finally reach the elusive 10 listeners. Because <laughs> you're, you're still at eight with us. We'll, right we'll nine, get there. We'll get there if we keep trying. Right. I like it, Dan. <sighs> Jesus, man. I tell you what, in all sincerity, uh, this is the most excited I've been to just look forward to a mini-trucking year in a very long time. You know, the world is finally starting to return somewhat to normal, and of course, we won't get too much into that, but let's face it, 2020 sucked, 2021 had its low points, but had a lot more high points, but things are starting to finally feel normal. And uh, looking out, you know, at the scope of shows, I was talking to DJ Mays uh, last night. You know, Jesus Christ, he's doing like 18 or 19 shows this year or something just astronomical. Uh, seeing that type of, you know, new shows coming, taking advantage of his services, and some of the old shows making returns. 
it's interesting to see how everything changes. You know, my dad often says, uh, the more things, let's say, how do you say it? The more things change, the more they stay the same or something like that. I don't know, but it's amazing to see all of these new events coming up and, and, you know, hell, I try and pick a show every single year to go to something new. And because of that, I've not quite thrown that dart at the dartboard yet. Um, but I always try and come up with a new place because I think one of the things that makes it so enjoyable being in this world for me is shows give me an opportunity to, to meet people I've never met before, to see places that I've never seen before. And, you know, to say that I have a certain one to look forward to, I can't really say that because, hell, you can put me at a show with 50 cars or 5,000 cars, and I'm going to have a blast at anyone. I love it. Yep. Okay, so here's another question for you. You know, you always talk about when you go to shows, you know, the food aspect. You know, I like to sit down and have a good meal, whether it's a, you know, cheeseburger yeah. or a chicken sandwich or whatever. But one thing, I remember when Mike was on the first time and, you know, you had kind of talked, it might have been after he was on, and you talked about the trip down the Clearwater. And you guys had that one bad experience at the ba- at one of the hotels or the restaurants. What's one of the... Um, I get weirded out by food, right? I'm kind of eat the same stuff. Like going sure. to a show, what's maybe like one of the weirdest things that you've ever tried? You know, do you ever like, are you one of those guys that'll be like, oh, sure, bring me that, you know, whatever liver, and you'll eat that kind of <laughs> shit? Because I don't. So that's why I'm asking. So, uh, so show fest again, 2003, <laughs> 2004, something like that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a lot of my old stories come from that same time. I love it. Um, we're we're on we're just exploring, and I believe that was the first year ever that so it's been two thousand three because I actually I had a Sonoma on wires it was bagged on wires player fifteen inch wires with golden nipples and golden spinners, and uh, Dad and I we drove all the way from Eastern Kentucky in this poor little four cylinder Sonoma that we found out later was actually only hitting on three cylinders so we couldn't even turn the AC on because it would overheat so quickly it was good times. Well, anyway, we're driving around, and we end up in Arkansas, and we have this little rinky-dink place called Lake Village or Lake City, Arkansas. And we happen to find this roadside restaurant called Uncle Glenn's Lakeside <laughs> Cafe. And, and we were brave. You know, we're brave. Hell, I'm 22. I ain't anything. And we're like, let's, let's try this. Let's go in. Well, it was this little old Mississippi Delta, you know, brick-and-mortar restaurant, and they had a seafood buffet. Mm-hmm. And the owner, I remember the owner, Glenn himself coming out, and he, he introduced himself, and we were talking. And he had, like, frog legs on the on the buffet, and I never tried frog legs before. And Glenn was an interesting character, so he come out, like, oh, you got to try these guys. You know, I, I make the special hot sauce in-house, and hold on. And this dude, <laughs> the owner of this restaurant, went up to the buffet, got us plates of frog legs, and poured this homemade sauce. Hell, I don't know. It could have been mess and Tylenol. But whatever the hell it was, he poured this homemade sauce all over these frog legs, sit them down, and sit with us to make sure that we ate them. Right, Didn't right, because he, he wanted visual evidence. Come on. <laughs> oh, he, he absolutely, he sit there and washed his teeth. And I'll tell you what, they were the best damn food I think I've ever had. They were amazing. I never had frog legs. I mean, it tastes like chicken. But they were out of this world. As we're sitting there talking to Glenn, he's going on about how, oh, yeah, I want to I want to bottle this sauce and blah, 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 blah. And then in this really weird transition, he's like, I'm really into speedboats, too. We're just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I've, I've come up I've come up with this design for a special hydrofoil boat, man. And it's going to set all the records, and, and it's going to break every boat speed record ever. At this point, we're like, oh, okay, we're just going to pay up, and we're good. We're going to leave. And we do. And like Glenn's like, oh, take some frog legs with you. I'm like, no, we're we're straight. We're, we're good. good. We're good. Well, anyway, 
fast forward to about 2006, 2007. We hadn't really thought about that place again. And, and we're there at the last year, I believe, that it was actually held in Greenville. Yep, yep. And Dad and I and a couple of our buddies, um, we're, we're Chris Wilson and a couple of others, we're down there. And we're like, you know what? Let's go see. Let's just go see if Uncle Glenn's Lakeside Cafe is still around. <laughs> we took that drive down to Lake Village. And we get there, and it's just an abandoned building at this point. It's just oh, a brick shit. and mortar building. The letters are falling off the door, you know, like Uncle G's and the rest of us fall off. And we're looking around, and I'm taking a few pictures and stuff, and we walk behind the restaurant, in this whole abandoned restaurant, and we notice something under a tarp. We're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and we go over to this tarp, and we pull this tarp off, and I'll be damned if there wasn't this fiberglass hydrofoil boat hull oh up there God. in Stall Horses that this cat had been working, completely abandoned. It was like, yep, Uncle Glenn almost made his record, man. There she is. So somewhere I had this picture of all these mini truckers with our Captain, or Sam, or not uh, Captain Morgan Leg up on this damn hydrofoil <laughs> boat that was just in the middle of nowhere in this abandoned restaurant in Lake Village, Arkansas. I hope to God is still there. Oh, dude, that so was that, epic. I don't know if that's the kind of story you're looking for in that, yeah. man, but it was a hell of a story anyway. Dude, you gave me some good laughs. When you said the hydro, Corey, whatever, that reminded <coughs> me. Yeah, that reminded me of, remember the arcade, I totally forgot about it. Remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was like the arcade game, you'd sit down and you'd be racing the boats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Afterburner, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, okay, yeah, that style of games, I'm following you. Yeah, and it was like a boat one, and for some reason, I don't know why that popped in my head, but, I mean, dude. Oh, my God, crazier, I forgot about that one. Crazier things have happened, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, he could be I mean, out I was, there I now, was more. You know? <laughs> I, me, in the arcade, I was more of a fan of Paperboy and the old BMX handles, but whatever. Yeah. Do you think if, if Glenn could get the boat you know, going and then Hank could drive it, they could pull Mike behind it, maybe like on a hydro slide or something? Can you, you know, that sounds like a calendar shot almost, like something you would see in the cover of a magazine. Right. You know, restaurant entrepreneur monthly. Hell, I don't know. Right. Yeah, Mike, earlier, I was trying to think of the word dyslexic earlier, and Mike thought, um, he said that he was anorexic. And I was like, Mike, I mean, dude, I think I think he, he thinks, <laughs> like, anorexic, it means the opposite of what it means. You know what I mean? Because he, he was saying on your episode, like, when you were asking, like, if, you know, Shay maybe said, "Hey, how are you, how are you able to rattle all this stuff off?" And he goes, "Well, I'm fat. You know, I can hold a lot of air. So, you know, I don't know, man. But oh that was God. his words. You know what I mean? So, no, yeah. Again, I'm not commenting on that one. I do remember him saying that, but it is not me to say anything about another gentleman's build. I'm afraid. Right, right, right. Exactly. Well, dude, man, I knew this was going to be fun, but I don't think I've laughed this much with a guest. Right? Just you know, the good tour, the good stories. You know, just shooting the shit, uh, talking a little bit about Owensboro, and you know some of the well, shows. I'm so glad that everybody else. I'm so glad that everybody else canceled, and I'm the you know the best you could find at the last Dude. minute. So thank you for everybody else failing miserably. <laughs> yeah, we had to bump a few people. You know what I mean. But in all seriousness, dude, like lowest <laughs> common denominator, I love how you guys have the acronym LCD. Um, you can go, I know, on Apple Podcasts and just literally type in LCD. Now, Hank has gotten it mixed up. He's the one that's dyslexic. He's typed in LSD, but we've had to tell everyone it's well, that's LCD. Totally different podcast. Yeah, that's a different one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, is there anything yeah, else the that you want The stories are very enforce? similar in the grand scale of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, absolutely. Those stories are very similar, so I mean... <laughs> Now, is there anything else um, that we maybe didn't that we maybe didn't hit? Because I tell you what, we were having such a good time, Lee, that I don't know. We could have left something on the table. 
No, absolutely, man. You, you've done us. My God, I've, I've blown your, your phone up here for the last little bit telling a bunch of old, irrelevant stories that, that usually aren't funny to anybody but people involved. And I, I love having that opportunity. You know, I wish more people would just sit around in the parking lot and sit in a tailgate and tell old stories. That's one thing about LCD. When we first started it, we didn't really want to do anything other than give each other an outlet just to sit around and tell old stories, you know, to get a chance to visualize what it would have been like back when we were kids or teenagers or early 20s, sitting on the tailgates in a parking lot, just like you said, you know, BSing a little bit. I think people need more time to to remember those old stories, to remember that history, because then once, once we're gone, you know, that shit's gone. And, and you'll get a chance to tell an old story. You never know when it will resonate with somebody. And some kid will think, oh, well, that sounds cool. You know, I want to live those experiences, too. But no, man, we've not left anything on the table. I think, if nothing else, I've given far too much. And for that, I apologize. No, I hope no, that I did not nothing. run any of your listeners off. No, you did not. And the one thing I would tell if anybody's at a show and they got their kids there and Hank's there and he kind of starts reminiscing, he's got some good stories. But some <laughs> of them, like, you just got to be careful because, I mean, some of it kind of – I mean, I know in different states, statute of limitations, you know, depends on the crime and stuff. So, you know, we just have to be careful. Wait, Hammer wait, what, is, what has Mike told you, man? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Hey, the last thing. Okay, I know that you enjoyed. Um, thank you to Eddie Gordy. He gave us the idea about the fall guy. Okay. The rumor was that you were maybe involved in the fall guy, or was that just the name? <laughs> <laughs> so... So I have this uncle that's actually a mechanic that taught me everything that he knew. and he, He's awesome. And what little I've been able to retain is because of him. His name is Michael Lee. Now, my real name is Lee Michael. And forever, he thought, yeah, my mom named him after me. You know, that boy right there, he's named after me because he has my name. No, nope, no, nope, I was totally named after Lee Majors. We just don't have the heart to tell my uncle. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Lee, Lee Majors, you know, the fall guy, he's actually born in Middlesbrough, Kentucky. That's his original boyhood home. Um, and that's only about an hour and a half from where we're at. And that's also the home of the Revolution Mini Truck Show that a DJ May has come and DJ that this past August. And that's a show that's starting to take off a little bit. You know, starting to grow up and get some, some recognition of its own. And I do love seeing shows like that, new shows. You know, come to the mountains. I mean, I'm, I'm a homer. I love the hills. I love being straight from the hills and hollers of eastern Kentucky. And seeing things like that pop up around here just brings a smile on my face, you know. Yeah, yeah. so there's a little bit of a little bit of a Lee Majors tie-in, just a little bit. Oh, yeah, and uh, Marky Post, rest in peace, she passed away earlier this year in August, on August 7th. She was also on that show. Uh, she was also on Night Court. And uh, I always enjoyed watching mm-hmm. her as an oh, actress and, and uh, whatnot. Um, as we sign off here, can you give us maybe like one of the, like your famous kind of like, I'm going to call them a freestyle. You know what I mean? Like you did the one about the hens on a one legged, you know, so many uh, eggs on a one legged hen. Like, can you give us one of those like kind of uh, sign off deals? Like, thanks for listening to OLP. <laughs> this is Lee from LCD. And then you can kind of rattle into like one of those like really funny ones that you always do, man. I know I'm putting well, you on I the spot. I don't know. Yeah, you're totally putting me on the spot here. I don't know that I can be funny, but I will say this much. It looks like you have spent the last 40, 59 minutes and 44 seconds in here listening to ODB himself and LMC on the Our Lifestyle podcast. Now, you may not be used to this voice right here. You're thinking to yourself, what in the blue hell am I listening to? Well, I just happen to be one half of your voice in low life. If you want to hear a little bit more about what we do, Check us out on all platforms of social media at LCD Podcast. That stands for the lowest common denominator podcast. 
Jason, my friend, thank you again for having me. It has been such a pleasure to get out and spread the gospel of the Central Appalachian Voice of the Low Life just a little bit, man. We really appreciate your time. My man, stay on the rise and give Shay a big hug. Fist bump, Farva, Jeremy, all the crew. Just know we're coming off the top ropes as we get crazy in the 2022. We certainly appreciate you guys over at LCD Podcast. My brother, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for paving the path for us, brother, man. We wouldn't have it if it wasn't for you guys. You got it, brother. Gotcha.